It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures. It's always a blessing to be able to open up God's Word and study from those rich teachings, those truths, the promises, the words of encouragement, and even those words of warning and rebuke. Because all that is contained in God's Word is there, for, not just for our learning, but for our application so that we can live the best life that we can possibly live with the greatest promise and the ultimate hope that man can possibly face in this world. What a blessing to be here today on Search the Scriptures. We appreciate all of our listeners who have tuned in, and we pray that you are learning God's Word, and that as you're doing so, you're coming closer and closer to your Creator. And we pray that you will make the right decision, ultimately, as to what you're going to do about following God, God's way. It's always great to be here with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you as well. I appreciate your comments about God's Word. God sustains us every day. Every day we wake up, our eyes open, and we breathe, and we move and enjoy the blessings that God has given us physically. But His Word blesses us spiritually, and we have control on how much of that Word we take in every day. Whether we listen to it and apply it to our lives is our decision. But I'm glad that you have made the decision today to listen to our study, and to be with us again. Hope you will continue to do that. It's also good to be here with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly blessed to be with you today on the program as well and want to add my word of welcome to all those listening. We're certainly glad you've tuned in to Search the Scriptures today, and we hope the lesson we get into is going to be a benefit to you as you seek to walk closer to God. You know, there are so many things around us that kind of put themselves forth as being good news for us. You know, come and get this deal. It's really great news. We're offering this product at this price right now. You have to have this book. This has the best information that's ever been written down. It's good news. It's on the market now. You know, and on and on we could go. So many things tout themselves as being good news. But Really, when we come right down to it, the best news that any of us can ever be submitted to is found within the pages of God's Word. Amen. Amen to that. And how sad that so few people actually come to realize that truth in their lives. It is sad. really is. We're going to be talking about the good news that we find in God's Word, at least from a particular perspective. Now, most people probably realize, and I say most people, maybe that's a little presumptuous, a lot of people realize that the word gospel means good news. Mm -hmm. Yes. We could talk about the gospel in every program, and we'd be talking about the good news that God sent to mankind through his, Lord, his Savior and, and Son, uh, His Son and our Savior, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Right. And that would be appropriate. Mm -hmm. yes. But, you know, there's a whole lot of other good news, at least on the periphery in God's Word. Good news about how we can live our lives. Good news about hope. Good news about how we can overcome sin and on and on and on. And we want to talk about good news from a little different perspective, perhaps, in this program, in this series of studies. We want to begin, actually, in Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. Now, that might sound like 
a strange place to go to study about good news and God's word if you've ever studied the book of Ecclesiastes before. Yeah, that's right, Gary. I think for many of our listeners, if they are familiar with the book of Ecclesiastes, they might think, uh, good news? Where am I going to find that in that particular book? You know, Solomon, you know, I think it's fair to say he was somewhat negative throughout the great majority of that book. Yeah, you could, you could read through the first two or three chapters of Ecclesiastes and you could just close it up. You really say, could? I hear enough bad news. <laughs> now, that's the opposite of what we're going to talk about. But ultimately, the message of Ecclesiastes is good news. Mm-hmm. He gets to it eventually. Yes. But boy, you could really feel like it's a bummer as you're reading through those chapters getting to the point where he finally gets it mm-hmm. and puts it down. Yeah. It's a book of two perspectives, one from a pessimistic point of view and the other one from the point of view of good news as, you, as this lesson is about. Yes. Now, you know, Dwayne, good point that you made. And, you know, if people live their lives from a primarily human physical perspective, it's tough to find that ultimate good news in life, isn't it? It is. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of hardship. There's a lot of tears that are shed. If you're only looking at life from physical from the physical view and through physical eyes. In fact, there's a succession of it. You know, we wake up every day and realize that we are living in a not so good economy. And for a lot of people that hurts, especially concerning their investments or people who are out of work, there's a lot of reason from a human point of view to be pessimistic. There really is. Let's begin, and we're gonna read a little bit in the book of Ecclesiastes in this opening program in this study. Let's start with chapter one. Now, if you have, if you follow along with us in your own Bible, uh, you'll find Ecclesiastes, if you're not familiar with its location in the Bible, you'll find it right after Proverbs, following the book of Psalms. Let's begin with verse one. Dennis, how about reading uh, down, well, let's stop with verse two. Okay. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Now, who is the preacher, the son of David here? We're speaking about Solomon. Yes, Solomon. It's interesting when we look at his words here, and what we ultimately have to remember is he's writing inspired scripture. Right. And he does get around to the final application and point. But we're reading these words from perhaps the wisest man who has ever lived in the face of this earth, mm-hmm. with the exception of Jesus. Right. Yes. And he begins by saying, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should stop and talk a little bit about what that word vanity means. Another translation renders it meaninglessness. Meaningless. (laughs) When we talk about doing something in vain, we're talking about it having no ultimate positive outcome. Right. 
No value. Worthless. Profitless. Yes. He uses the phrase later on, a grasping after the wind, and you, you, you can't see the wind, you can feel it, but next thing you know, it's gone. <laughs> That's right. nothing there. And he's, what he's talking about here is life yes. from the physical perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, Dwayne, how about reading verses 3 and 4? What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. Now, now again, if that is not a downer, he's saying this is what life is about. One generation passes away, another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. Mm-hmm. What profit has a man from his labor in which he toils under the sun? Mm-hmm. Very useless yeah. the impression I get is what Solomon's trying to portray for us here it's just like we're wasting our time right good way to put it useless mm-hmm. you might again if you didn't know who is writing this and you didn't know it was inspired scripture mm-hmm. and you didn't know the end as you begin to read this you might think this fellow sounds like he might have really been suffering from pretty deep depression mm-hmm. right he just looks at life as being meaningless, basically. Mm-hmm. It's every day, the same day. You get up, you go to work, do your thing, you go to bed, you wake up, you repeat it all the next day. You know, unfortunately, I'm afraid a lot of people may kind of see life that way yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because they're missing what life really holds for us. Dennis, how about reading uh, down verses 6 through 8? The wind goes toward the south and turns around to the north. The winds whirl about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, there they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Again, you get the idea of he's, he's rather, if forlorn is not the right word, he just sees life as, you know, it, it kind of, if it doesn't beat you down, you, you're just going through the motions here. Mm-hmm. You're not making any progress. Mm-hmm. You're not gaining anything. The wind goes toward the south. It turns to the north. It whirls about continually and comes again in its circuit. He's saying it just keeps on keeping on, just repeating itself the cycle over and over again. And it's similar to what he said about, you know, one generation passes, another generation comes, the earth abides forever. Mm -hmm. Same old, same old, Mm -hmm. just keeps on going. We've all got to go through the drudgery of life, but what are we accomplishing? Mm -hmm. And as we look at this, we, we need to understand, as you've already mentioned, Gary, that Solomon had great wisdom while he was writing this, the wisdom that God gave him, wisdom and knowledge, according to Second Chronicles chapter 1, where God also gave him the resources, that is, he was wealthier than any king before him and would be more wealthy than any king after him. So he had the wealth and the wisdom and knowledge to conduct such an investigation about life and then write out his conclusions for us that we might learn and understand the vanity of life under the sun. If, if we only look at it through human eyes. That's right. 
from a certain perspective. Yeah. If we only see the physical side of life, then it is vanity. It is basically meaningless, and we accomplish nothing except we live and we die, and the next generation comes along. You know, I wonder, I'm, I'm sure we've all heard people speak about this when we've been talking to them, and, uh, you know, we meet someone, maybe it's someone we go to church with, someone we work with, you know, maybe a weekend passes, we see the Monday morning, we say, well, how's it going today? And how many times have we heard someone answer that by saying, ah, you know, life is just a grind. Well, that seems to be the picture that Solomon is giving us here. Again, speaking from a purely humanistic standpoint. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you asked people that same question on a Monday morning or a Monday afternoon. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, it's Monday. <laughs> That's supposed to say it all. Yeah, same idea. And how many people, how many times have you heard people say, and maybe we've all said the same thing, it's Tuesday or Wednesday. I wish it was Friday. Yeah. I wish it was Saturday. <laughs> I remember a lady telling me many years ago she wished half her life away. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, yeah, some of us probably more than that. <laughs> we need to grab each day, mm -hmm. and we need to realize that this is the day the Lord has made. Mm -hmm. We've got today, and mm -hmm. that's all that we're assured of. That's right. Now, but Solomon goes on here. And how about reading verses 9 through 11? That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new? It has already been in ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after Again, just, boy, talk about if you, if you don't read the end and you don't know where he's coming from here. Talk about a message of self-defeat here. Everything just keeps going on. Now, you might ask the, 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 the follow-up question, what am I even doing here? What good is my life? What am I accomplishing? Mm -hmm. You know, I remember a song. Some of our listeners will remember it. Some won't even know who I'm talking about because it's from long ago. And it was, uh, it was sung by Tennessee Ernie Ford, who was a very popular singer back in the, I guess, the 50s and 60s. And he sang a song in that tremendous voice that he had at that time, uh, 16 tons. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, he was talking about a man who was, a hard-working, laboring man. And in the song, part of the song went, you load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Right. And then it went on, St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Mm -hmm. Well, again, that was a message of self-defeat, mm -hmm. of frustration. Mm -hmm. That here's this fellow, he goes out and he works every day, works hard, produces, what does he get? Mm -hmm. He's older another day, and he's deeper in debt. 
And if he would put it in the words that Solomon used, he would say, vanity of vanities. <laughs> All is vanity. Yes. And the day comes, the day goes, tomorrow mm -hmm. it starts over again. Yes. Just this never-ending cycle with no real ultimate positive productive results mm -hmm. just keeps on keeping on. Right. Well, let's read a little bit further here. Let's look at verses 12 through 14, Dennis. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all that is done under heaven. This burdensome task God has given to the sons of man, by which they may be exercised. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and indeed, all is vanity and grasping for the wind. Now, explain grasping for the wind. <laughs> well, you know, Duane alluded to that just a few moments ago. Uh, the wind, when it's active, is something we can all feel. We can perceive it's there, and yet, if we try to reach out and grab it, we can't do it. That would be grasping for the wind, trying to catch something that's uncatchable. Right. You know, a, 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 a comparison would be trying to hold water in your hand. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you can a little bit, mm -hmm. right in the palm of your hand, if you cup it just right mm -hmm. for a little while, but it's not going to be very productive, is it? No, no. because it'll either pour out or evaporate. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. If you move a little bit, you, you know, it's gone. It sloshes out of your hand. Mm -hmm. Grasping for the wind. Again, futility. Yes. Futility. Well, let's look at those last three verses in chapter 1, Dwayne. I had moved to another spot, sorry. I communed with my heart, saying, Look, I have attained greatness and have gained more wisdom than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge. I set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is grasping for the wind. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. And boy, again, what a downer. Yes. He who increases knowledge increases sorrow. And he's tried to gain all this wisdom as he per perceives life around him. Now, as you mentioned earlier, he was a man of great riches, wasn't he? Yes. Mm -hmm. And a man of great power and authority, the king mm -hmm. of Israel. Perhaps in its most golden days, mm -hmm. And I've tried to find knowledge and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this is also grasping for the wind. Futility, frustration, failure, I think you could even say. Yes. It's a good thing the book doesn't stop here. It really is. <laughs> now, it goes on. Much like this, though, for many chapters, doesn't it? Yes, it certainly does. And we don't have time to go through all of those, those chapters. But uh, if we stopped here, we'd miss the whole message we would. of the book. Let's fast forward from the first chapter to the last chapter, chapter 12. 
And let's read verses 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Isn't it great that you read there in verse 13, right at the end of the book, he says, here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what, what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to think, I've been trying to learn about life, been trying to get this, these perspectives, trying to perceive what it's all about. I keep seeing vanity is vanity, all is vanities. And he comes to the end, though, and he mm-hmm. says, here's the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Fear God and keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. Now, we could put that in different terms if we wanted. Sure. Be faithful to God. Right. Follow God. The only thing worthwhile in life is to keep God's word. Well, if we take God out of the picture, life is vanity. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is meaningless. Mm-hmm. It is futile. It is worthless. Worthless. You're just going through motions. And when you die, you're like Rover. You're dead all over. That's right. You know. But because God is there and because he created us in his image with a spiritual identity, with a soul, fear God and keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. This is man's all. This is what life basically bottom line final conclusion is all about mm-hmm. living for god that's right gary and i, I really like uh, the way this is worded in the new american standard translation this particular 13th verse uh, we're told there fear god and keep his commandments because this applies to every person yes yeah, it applies to every person, whether we realize it or not, whether it we believe it or not, it, whether we believe it or not. Exactly. Right. And then that 14th verse, you know, for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether yes. good or evil. God knows what's going on. Oh, yes. yes. He knows what we're dealing with. He knows our frustrations mm-hmm. and he is there and he cares. Mm-hmm. We've got to stop here today. We're to come back and. Pick up in our next program and continue on with this study about good news. And that is the good news that Solomon ultimately concluded. Fear God and keep his commandments. We hope that you will continue to study with us on this good news. We'd love to send you a copy of a free Bible study by which you can learn the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. Why don't you contact us today?